the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwall Show. Sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Oh, brother. Or maybe I should say, oh, sister. Um, worldwide transgender insanity is really making things hard to handle on college campuses. Most of the people in charge there are all in on the insanity, as you know. And that's why you have men like Leah Thomas winning women's NCAA championships, uh, swimming championships. So imagine the problem for uh, fraternities and sororities, the purpose of which, by the way, is to exclude members of the opposite sex. That's why they exist, so that girls can be with girls, women with women, men with men. So that brings us to Grant Sykes and this. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yeah, Grant is a man who likes to pretend he's a woman. Uh, he decided he wanted to be in a sorority at the University of Alabama. It was rush week. He rushed 20 sororities, and they all said no thanks. Uh, and so try to hold your lunch down while you listen to this. Hi, guys. It's Grant. Today was pref round, and I got a phone call this morning, and I was cut. It is extremely upsetting, and I'm sad because I wanted to be a part of a sisterhood and, more than that, a community. And, you know, it's kind of just... I keep on waiting for my Rokai to call me and be like, just kidding, could bring it on to bed day tomorrow because tomorrow's bed day. I don't even know what to say. Thank you all so much for following along. Um, here we are. Um, I posted a like thing on my Instagram talking a little bit more about, you know, kind of what happened as of right now. Um, you can click the hyperlink in my TikTok bio or you can just look me up. It's Grant Eli Sykes, just my full name. Um, and yeah, so thank you for all the love and support and I love you. Yeah, well, you really can't appreciate it if without seeing the way he's dressed. Uh, well, I'm sorry, his makeup, the lipstick and the the blonde uh, streaks in his hair and his curly hair. It's 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 all there for you. But um, so imagine this lunatic thinking that a house full of actual women would want to look at him doing his over the top attempt at impersonating a sexy woman, which is what. So many of these guys do. They, they're actually insulting to women the way they overdo the whole I'm, I'm trying to be feminine thing. It's an insult to everybody and everybody's intelligence. But just imagine the girls, women in this sorority being expected to see him walk in the door, sashay around in a dress, and put up with that every day. What, what, what kind of an idiot would think that, that 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 would be appealing to women. So good for the ladies and good for Grant Sykes because he is this week's Windows Are Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows Are Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. And speaking of having trouble holding your lunch down, Brian Stetler won't be doing that uh, to CNN audiences anymore. He's out. So is Jeffrey Zuman Tubin. Is it house cleaning time at CNN? Well, we're going to talk about that and other media stuff with our media expert. When we come back, stick around.
Violent crime is surging in Pennsylvania, and Senate candidate John Fetterman's answer? Let criminals out of prison. As chairman of the Board of Pardons, Fetterman said, quote, I'm trying to get as many folks out as we can. Fetterman admitted his goal is to get as many people out of prison as possible. Worse, Fetterman also said he would end life sentences for felony murder. And when illegal immigrants commit crimes here, Fetterman said this. Sanctuary cities is another policy that I very much support. That sanctuary city policy would let illegals who commit crimes back on our streets instead of deporting them. Sanctuary cities is another policy that I very much support. Letting criminal illegals back on our streets. Letting felons out of prison. Far left Fetterman. Just too far left to keep us safe. John Fetterman. Too far left for Pennsylvania. Senate Leadership Fund paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.senateleadershipfund.org People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back to available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshares are a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 30,000 families. And I guarantee you this, we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide. 800-478-7733. That's 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, there are a lot of nervous, uh, a lot of nervous people at CNN right now. There's a new boss with a new attitude, and he may have started a house cleaning. Brian Stalter and Jeffrey Zuman Tubin just got the axe. So, um, where is CNN headed, and where should they be headed? I guess is a question. Jeffrey McCall is a professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for the Hill, and a regular guest on the show to talk about this stuff. And he joins us now. Jeff, thanks for coming on again. Always good. Great to talk to you. So. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't know how Brian Stalter was hired, first of all. He's the host or was the host of Reliable Sources. How do you suppose he lasted as long as he did? Well, he lasted as long as he did because Jeff Zucker was the president of CNN, and he was a 
kind of a, I guess, hardline leftist. And uh, Brian Stelter was kind of saying the things that Jeff Zucker wanted him to say. And I mean, he really benefited a lot because most of his tenure was during the Trump administration. So he could go hardcore against Trump. And, uh, and of course, uh, right-wing media that supported Trump. So he could go hard on them. And Zucker was fine with that. You know, once Zucker departed the scene last spring, uh, I think Stelter was probably uh, on thin ice uh, for a couple of reasons. Not, not only did you have a change in leadership, as you suggested in your intro there, because CNN has a new president and CEO, uh, but also his ratings are just so bad. So I don't think this decision to get rid of Stelter is just because his show was not that good uh, or because they've got necessarily a change in uh, agenda setting or th that sort of thing. Uh, or vision, but I think part of it is just a, a raw practical decision that Stelter's ratings had declined so point to the point where they're almost embarrassing, and um, my guess is it was probably hard to line up advertisers for him. So um, Stelter lasted probably longer than he should have. Um, you know, I, you know, he, his his previous career as a media writer, he actually you know did some good work at Mediaite, uh, but. He certainly took a hard left approach when he got to CNN, but I think that was because he was working in an environment where that's quite acceptable, and they thought that they were going to be the uh, Trump opposition network for four years, which they kind of were, uh, and uh, he could kind of skate along. But now that CNN's ratings across the board are really bad, uh, and they have new leadership and new corporate structure, as you know, probably most of your listeners know, CNN uh, has been absorbed by AT&T, uh, and, uh, the, the, and CNN's parent company is Warner Media. They've been absorbed, but the people at the top of AT&T want a little different revenue report than what CNN has been providing them. And so they're looking at this as a bottom-line thing, and uh, the new president at CNN, Chris Lick, is in there, and he's talking a good game about trying to do more fair journalism and more straight news as opposed to opinion stuff. So he's talking a good game. Uh, we haven't seen that all play out yet. But I must say, the departure of Tubin and the departure of Stelter make it look like maybe he's serious and trying to make some positive change at CNN. I would love to see CNN not be so ideologically driven and be more of a source for, for genuine news, like for much of, it, much of its time it was. Would you say that CNN is any more ideologically driven than than uh, Fox or less? I, I I I don't I think it's about the same. Do you agree? Well, yeah, in in different directions politically. Yeah, of yeah. Course. Um, I would I would say this, and this I, you know, a lot of people could nitpick this, but I think CNN is probably hour by hour more ideologically driven. Than Fox. Now, Fox clearly in prime time with Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and people like that are, you know, very opinionated, very right of center. But as I often say, I think Fox does actually have some decent journalism going on at times during the day that is not so obviously uh, right of center. I mean, I think Brett Baer's program is pretty good. Uh, Shannon Bream's program late in the evening, which is now she, that's going to be handed over to somebody else because she's be, going to become the host of Fox News Sunday. Uh, but I think Bill Hemmer's show during the day, John Roberts, um, you know, hosts an afternoon news program yeah. uh, with Martha McCallum. And I don't think anybody would claim that John Roberts is a right winger of any sort. I mean, he used to work at CBS for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the Fox News programs are probably better journalistic efforts than CNN's comparable programs during the day. Uh, and I think Brett Baer's program is a, a better journalistic offering for early evening or late afternoon than uh, CNN's comparable show, Wolf Blitzer's program, which I think has a lot more ideological bent to it. So overall, I think you can make a case in a macro sense, CNN leans left, Fox News leans right. But for Fox, I think most of that right lean is prime time commentary, where they're where they have their best ratings, by the way. Um, and I think that's kind of to appeal to the kind of audience, the prime time audience that really wants confirmation bias provided for them. 
And for CNN, I think the left-leaning people can get confirmation bias throughout the day. But frankly, I think that's one of the reasons why their ratings have cratered so much is that they don't have little corners or islands of traditional journalism, which I would still like to give some credit to Fox News for trying to do. Now, here's the thing, and we've talked about this before, um, and some people may not be aware of of the fact that advertising is not as important as it used to be when you're a cable news outlet because you get so much money per, per, per subscriber from the cable companies. But uh, if it were, because you mentioned Stelter and his terrible ratings and the advertising, that would be tough to get advertisers. Um, how has that changed the way things are done? Um, that that the dependence on um Advertising has changed so much because you have the, the the income from subscribers coming in. CNN's never going to lose money as long as they get enough cable companies to, to carry them. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is if Brian Stelter had those ratings working for ABC um, and there was no uh, per-subscriber money coming in, he wouldn't have lasted a year. They'd, he'd have been gone in one year with those ratings. Oh, I agree with you, um Traditional advertising has to, uh, you know, follow where the audience is, and Stelter's audience had disappeared. And you're right that uh, advertising is not as important for cable uh, stations because they get so much, you know, when cable uh, operations, distributions, uh, pay them per subscriber, and that includes, like, DirecTV and places like that. But, you know, what's going to be interesting in the, in the coming months and years is that uh, new data just came out this week that shows that the amount of streaming video now has surpassed the amount of video that is watched on cable. And so subscriber, I mean, as you know, a lot of people are cutting the cable cord and just going completely to streaming. And so that's going to change the formula a little bit as well because CNN and Fox News and ESPN particularly, those three, have made a ton of money just because they're on cable systems like Comcast and places like that. But people are getting away from those kinds of distributions, and so uh, ratings will become more important. But that also emphasizes why these cable channels are wanting to go to streaming services and why Fox News is pushing so hard on Fox Nation, because people go to Fox Nation to stream Fox News content, including special programs, rather than to subscribe to a cable company that delivers Fox News to them. And, and CNN, of course, tried with CNN Plus, but it was just such a bust that they had to discontinue it. But I'm sure they're going to try to get back into that game at some point, because uh, a lot of people still have cable packages. I'm still a cable subscriber. Yes, so am I. But I'm not sure how long I will continue to do that, because it's expensive. And uh, you end up, as you know, you get it. 100 channels that you never watch. And so a lot of people are going now to streaming packages where you can be a little bit more particular about what you get. And, uh, and CNN wouldn't necessarily be part of a streaming package for, for every customer out there, particularly if they've got any a la carte programming in some of these streaming programs. So the, the streaming world is going to change even, you know, how advertisers look at the cable world because, um, you know, th- there's not going to be an automatic source of revenue for all these cable TV companies anymore. And so advertisers are going to look at the number of streams. And it's, it's worth noting that Fox News, or Fox Nation, I should say, has been very guarded about how much their streaming uh, uh, service has generated in terms of viewership yet. Yeah. Well, um, you think so they'd we'll be bragging about it if it were doing well? Uh, you know, I... Oh, yeah, I think if they were saying, oh, you know, we're growing by leaps and bounds or we added, you know, 10,000 new subscribers last week and stuff like that, I think we'd be hearing more about it. Uh, My guess is it's not doing as badly as CNN Plus was doing, but that we haven't heard any more crowing about it probably is a sign that it's it's still a growth area for them. But I'll say this, they're not giving up on it, you know, and they're pushing real hard with original content on Fox Nation – like uh, those Tucker Carlson special documentaries uh, and those kinds of things, more niche kind of programs that mm-hmm. they want people to go to f- to the streaming service to get that you can't get by just tuning into Fox Cable. And you and you also notice that they do little promos all the time with little snippets of like, oh, this is on Fox Nation. You need to subscribe yep. if you really want to yep. watch this. Uh, 
So they're all in on that, and I think that makes a lot of sense because I think they've recognized they've got to play the long game here because with cord cutting going on, and as I mentioned now with streaming video having surpassed cable viewing in terms of numbers of hours by viewers, uh, in 10 years from now, we might not have anybody watching cable TV like I still am. Yeah. Uh, It might even be sooner than 10 years, actually. We're talking to Jeffrey McCall. He's a professor of communications at DePaul University, media critic for The Hill. Have a few minutes left. Um, by the way, I, when I got out of college a million years ago, I sold cable TV door-to-door. It was 5 bucks a month, $5 a month. It's come, <laughs> come a long way since then. Um, so um, uh, Fox News Digital had a piece up today about this, uh, the shakeup at CNN. And uh, according to them, um, an insider at CNN told them that the only way it's going to work for this new guy, Licht, the new, uh, the new boss, is to take a sledgehammer to it. That would seem to have been the, the idea. I thought they, like you and I have talked about it probably three years ago. I said that I couldn't understand why they didn't take a sledgehammer to it. Do you think they'll have the guts to do that? You know, it, it remains to be seen. I'm kind of pulling for the sledgehammer approach myself, frankly, because I think CNN has a lot of potential to fit into a lane in between Fox News and Newsmax and MSNBC, for example, um, and also to be more loyal to their historical roots. Now, we haven't seen the sledgehammer approach yet. Um, and again, the new guy needs some time to kind of sort things out and figure out where he's going. But um, let's face it, uh, CNN benefited a lot from the Trump years because they had, uh, well, Chris Cuomo, for example, uh, on the air touting his brother's accomplishments. Um, and, you know, you had Don Lemon, and there was a lot of anti Trump sentiment, and people tuned in to watch the anti Trump stuff. But you know, the, the new CEO at CNN, you know, is still sorting things out. And he's, like I said before, he's saying a lot of the right things about journalism integrity and having, you know, hard-hitting news and documentaries and stuff like that. But I won't be convinced that he's really serious about changing the direction of CNN as long as Don Lemon still has a primetime show and as long as Jim Acosta is still on the air. Uh, because Chris Cuomo, of course, had to go because of his conflict of interest. Right. And to a certain, exploit, a certain extent, Stelter had to go for any number of reasons. And Jeffrey Tubin kind of had to, should have gone and never come back. And so we haven't seen the big changes yet, but that we're even seeing these incremental changes gives me some hope that the sledgehammer might still be coming. And I, I, and I hope so. I think, it, I think it's long overdue, frankly. Yeah. Would it be better, as you mentioned, for CNN if they focused more on taking some of MSNBC's audience away instead of always trying to beat up on Fox. And I, I and by the way, Jeff, I don't think I think Fox gets a little bit too much credit uh, for their success because they've always had the conservatives to themselves, while MSNBC and CNN have been fighting over the liberals, and that splits that audience. If one of those networks were to just go away, the remaining one would would compete with Fox pretty a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And, yeah, and, you know, there's always been Newsmax there, but, like, for example, in prime time, Fox News programs will get two and a half to three million viewers at a time, and Newsmax is getting, like, 250,000. Yeah, that's not so a factor they're, yet. They're, they're kind of still in the minor leagues, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Newsmax had a little bump up for a while uh, when, you know, the, 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 uh, the, during the, after the 2020 election and a lot of the hardcore Trump supporters like, hey, I can't watch Fox News anymore. They weren't on board with the, uh, the election fraud and they didn't cover right. January 6th correctly and that sort of thing. Uh, but most of them came back. Uh, and, I, you know, there are actually some decent programs on Newsmax that are interesting, but you can tell they're much more uh, focused on their ideology than even Fox. Throughout the day, I would mean, again, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to say that Fox is not focused on ideology in the evening when you've got Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, for example. Um, but Newsmax kind of carries that out through the day. But, yeah, they're still a, a bit player in the game. And, you know, that's why I think CNN has potential to fill that lane that is not Fox and not MSNBC, because part of me still says there is enough there is enough of America out there that still wants to tune in and see a halfway decent shot at telling us the news without telling us what to think. Yeah, yeah. And 
Uh, and CNN was that for a while. Uh, you know, well, for, for a long while. And they were the only game in town, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm out of time, Jeff. I, I, another good conversation. I'm sure we'll talk to you in a few weeks. I appreciate it. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay, that's Jeff McCall. He's a professor of communications at DePaul University, media critic for The Hill, and we'll be right back. SRN News, I'm John Scott. The House Oversight and Reform Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney has introduced two bills targeting the firearm industry, setting new restrictions for supplying firearms to gun distributors and retailers, and imposing a tax on certain guns. Bernie Bennett has more. It would make it illegal for a firearm importer or manufacturer to sell a gun to a retailer or distributor known or suspected of engaging in practices that could pose a threat to the misuse or criminal use of a firearm. The second measure would impose a 20% tax on the total revenue for manufacturers or importers that sell semi-automatic assault weapons and would incorporate those funds toward a Community Violence Intervention and Prevention Trust Fund. It's unclear if the bills would get attention in the House, and they would stand little chance in the 50-50 Senate. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Stocks remain deep in the red now. The Dow is down 311 points. This is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-909-4747. 800-909-4747. 800-909-4747. Jay Sekulow is fired up. If the FBI engages in an unprecedented act, which they did, then in the process of them gathering this information that they had, they come across what? They come across documents that are clearly attorney-client communications between the president and his lawyers. Those are privileged. They take them anyways. Does anybody out there believe that this is a coincidence? Secular. Weeknights at 6, right before Brandon Tatum at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. This is John Stoggerwald. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but now it's only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable and have a cold, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
A busy drive for your Friday night. The Parkway East inbound barely moving Greensburg Pike to the Squirrel Hole Tunnel. A 13-minute delay. The Parkway East inbound also barely moving Grand Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge outbound. The Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hole Tunnel. The Parkway West inbound. A 7-minute delay between Poplar Street and the Fort Pitt Tunnel outbound delays. The Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. 65 outbound barely moving Eckerd Street to the McKees Rocks Bridge. A crash in McKees Rocks on McCoy Road at Hester Avenue. I'm Ann Evans, and that's a look at your traffic. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 65. Tomorrow, periods of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunderstorm in parts of the area for the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 84. Mostly cloudy skies to wrap up the weekend Sunday. It will be humid with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Sunday will reach a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, I want to remind you again, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, <clears throat> actually on September 1st, which is two weeks from yesterday. Uh, the show is going to be done live from uh, Pitt Cycles. That's in Warrendale next to uh, Jurgles. Uh, and I'll be there uh, from 4 to 6. We'll do the show as we normally do from 5 to 6. And uh, Pit Cycles is the new home of BMW Motorcycles. You've been hearing me talk about it here on the commercials. Uh, but you can go there and check out the BMW lineup. Uh, and they have uh, some there now, but lots more coming. And then they'll do the show live at 5 o'clock. They'll have prizes and giveaways there. And, uh, again, September 1st, 4 to 6 at Pit Cycles. That's in Warrendale next to Jurgles. Come on out and check us out. Uh, that's uh pitcycles.com pitcycles.com and get more more details on that well, here's what I'm going to do I don't have a guest here for the second half hour but I'm actually kind of glad I do because I don't because I get to have fun with this now I'm about to play you a song this, this is, uh, it's a great uh, one of the great pop or rock songs whatever you want to call it of all time uh you remember California Girls by the Beach Boys, which was a million years ago. And I know that I have a lot of people listening here who remember it well. Well, I'm going to play you this song. It was produced by the people at Babylon B, and it's the best thing on Twitter maybe this week, maybe this month. Now, the only problem with it is, um, is you can't fully appreciate it because it's a video. And I'm, But you're going to hear the song here in a second. And if you see the video, and it's up on my Twitter feed, at Steigerworld, um, I'm going to play the video here. I mean, I'm going to play the audio here. But first, what I want to do is I, I want to tell you what the lyrics are. Because rather than do it after you hear the song, I'm going to read these lyrics for you. And so you can remember what I said and then hear the song. They re- it's really well done. The song is sounds like the Beach Boys. It's really good. I don't know who who's actually singing it, but... Um, this is, this is called, I wish we all could leave California and it's stunned to the, the, the tune of, uh, California girls. Well, SF's packed with feces. You gotta watch your step up there. I'm not going to sing this whole thing, but I'm going to give you an idea. Now that's the first, <laughs> the first line of the song. Well, SF's obviously San Francisco. Well, SF's packed with feces. This is where they are in California. You got to watch your step up there. And Los Angeles, with all their homeless camps, the tents and drugs are everywhere. In Napa, Newsom drops some 15,000 bucks on wine. But in the rest of the state, with all the mask mandates, they keep us all locked up real tight. I wish we all could leave California now. And then that goes on. That's the chorus. You know how that goes. I wish they all could be California girls. So I wish we I uh, wish we all could leave California now. And on the video, it's got these I don't know who these guys are who are in the video, but they're funny and they they've got surfboards and they're running around. They show them leaving town, and you have to see it. But you, believe me, when you hear the song, you'll be glad I played it for you. So that's the first verse, followed by the chorus. Then here's the second verse. Well, Texas has more freedom, and pistol grips out there aren't banned. I dig a Florida place with no mask on my face and no income tax sounds grand. I've been all around this commie state and my time here's about spent. Yeah, but I couldn't spot even one U-Haul lot that had a single truck left to rent. And then on the video, 
you actually see a picture of Gavin Newsom up on the uh, in the office of the U-Haul, and it says U-Haul Salesman of the Year, Gavin Gavin Newsom, and then that's followed by I wish we all could leave California now. So just remember the first line: Well, SF's packed with feces. Let's let it rip. SF's packed with feces. You gotta watch your step up there. And in Los Angeles, with all the homeless camps, the tents and drugs are everywhere. In Napa, Newsom drops some fifteen thousand bucks on wine. But in the rest of the state, with all the mass bandits, they keep us all. What a great job they did on that song, and it's so well produced. Uh, thanks to, to Mike uh, uh, on the other side of the glass there. For, he, he suggested I uh, have, read the lyrics. I thought about that. I was trying to figure as I was watching it, uh, because I was watching it with the, the lyrics up on the screen. Uh, they roll the lyrics as the song uh, plays, as the video plays, and uh, I was trying to figure out if I would I understand this if I wasn't reading it. So... Um, I'm glad I told you how it, you know, how the actual uh, lyrics to the song, but it's it's tremendous. Well, SF's packed with feces. You gotta watch your step up there. What us? What have they done to that state? The Democrats have done it. Gavin Newsom and this moron is talking about running for president, and everybody in California will vote for him. He'll win the state of California if he runs for president. And this is what the state has come to. Um, but that's uh, and and, and uh, do yourself a favor. I'm I'm guessing you can figure out a way to find that video online somewhere. Just do a search for "I wish we all could leave California, Babylon B," and I'm sure that the video uh, will show up somewhere. So um, then there's this. I like to try to work in some sports on Fridays, uh, especially when I uh, don't have a guest in the second half hour. And I want to get this in because this is another one of those stories that to me is so much about so much more than sports. And uh, it, the Boston Red Sox were in town to play the Pirates, uh, I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday. And Dennis Eckersley, the, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher, great pitcher, who pitched, by the way, in the 70s against those really good Pirates teams. So he remembers what the Pirates were like when they were the Pirates. But so he's 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 calling the game the other night, and this is what he says. He's looking at the Pirates lineup, which is really pathetic. If you uh, every once in a while, I, I haven't seen one pitch of a Pirate game intentionally this year. I think I've told you that, and I, and I used to be baseball used to be my favorite sport, but I never ever even consider turning the Pirates or any other Major League Baseball game on now, and so and that includes the World Series. So I have seen some. 
highlights here and there, and I've been in a restaurant or a bar or something, and and the uh, the game has been up on the screen. I might have seen it by accident, but I've not visually or, or I'm not intentionally seen one pitch of a pirate game. So Dennis and, and I, but I do look on the uh, on online and I get the scores just to keep up with it, just to see how path- pathetic they are. And I and I look at the box scores. And the other night I was looking at the box score and I, I just couldn't believe the batting averages. There was nobody. I don't think there was anybody in the lineup over two fifty six. So here's Dennis Eckersley. He's on. He's on the uh, the, the broadcast as the uh, Red, Scott, Red Sox uh, color analyst. And this is his last year doing that. He's been doing it for a long time. This is this is what he said. Um, this is Dennis Eckersley. You talk about a no name lineup. There's no team like this. I'd love to see some of the service time when you add it all up. That means how much time they spent in the big leagues. It's not much. We just came from Kansas City. Seeing all those young kids, this is different, though. Doesn't it seem different? This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. Now, lots of the uh, fanboys in the um, in the uh, Pittsburgh media who missed the point on the Pirates, they, they jumped all over this and, get, and were praising Eckersley for having the guts to say what he said. A couple of things about that. It took zero guts for him to say that on a Boston Red Sox telecast. What would have been taken guts would have been for him to say, you know, it's really a shame and it's really stupid and it's really ridiculous that the Red Sox have such a huge advantage over a team like the Pirates, which used to be such a great organization, but because of, of the stupidity of Major League Baseball and the lack of, uh, of a salary cap and a salary floor, the Pirates have no chance. And his reference to Kansas City, Kansas City uh, went to the World Series t- two times. Uh, I forget which year it was. Now, it's been a few years ago. They went back-to-back, and they won the World Series once. Those are the only two times that the Kansas City Royals have been to the postseason in 38 years. That's ridiculous. I don't care if they won the World Series. It's set up. If you, The Pirates have been to the playoffs three times in the last 30 years, and a couple of breaks here and there, they might have made it to the World Series. That's the way it works. You get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So that happened for the Royals. But to point to the Royals as some successful franchise twice in 38 years. So you add up twice in 38 years that the Royals have won a uh, playoff series because they won a couple series in both of those years, including all of them, to win the World Series. But the Pirates have not won a playoff series since they won the World Series in 1979. That's 42 years ago, 43 years ago now. So uh, it's been a combined 81 years and the Royals and the Pirates have won a combined, I don't know, four or five playoff series. Okay? So that's, that's part of it. But see, here's the, here's, here's the what, what people don't understand. Well, some people understand, but too many people in the media don't. They want, to, they want to blame Bob Nutting. And that's why this goes beyond sports. Because we had a ballpark built here, PNC Park, that should have never been paid for by the taxpayers. It was claimed that it, was be, it would be great because it would keep the Pirates competitive. It did not. Uh, they've had uh, three or was it four winning seasons in the 22 years or whatever it is that the ballpark's been there. But the Pirates are third last in, in Major League Baseball with a $65.8 million payroll. That's less than half the Major League average of $148.2 million. Now, the Red Sox have the sixth highest in the league at $207.8 million. The Dodgers, Mets, and Yankees are in the top three. Have you noticed where those teams are playing and the size of the markets they play in? That's why it's a joke. Major League Baseball is a joke. So for Dennis Eckersley to come in here and, and, and rip on the Pirates and make fun of the Pirates lineup took zero guts and a lot of ignorance about what's going on. So I have a list here of the, of the TV contracts, okay? The Red Sox get $104 million a year for TV, local TV. They rank uh, behind the Dodgers, Angels, White Sox, and the Yankees. Again, you notice where those markets are, those, what cities uh, we're talking about here. The Pirates get $44 million. There are players making $30 million, $35 million a year now. The Pirates' total TV money would get them about maybe, maybe a gigantic star and a half, maybe, uh, $44 million a year. But here's the thing. The difference there is that the Red Sox own part of their 
uh, they own, they have part ownership in their network that carries the games, the New England Sports Network, NESN. Nesson, they call it up there. So the $104 million is not really what they actually make. Uh, this is according to, I should give credit to the person who wrote this, um, Jacob Calvin Meyer, the Washington Times, I think it is. Anyway, I, I, I don't know where I got it from. But anyway, the numbers are there. Um, because of the ownership, and I won't get into the, the details of how you figure that out, but they have an 80% stake in NESN network. Well, that also includes the Bruins, so you cut that, cut it in half what they make. So they get the figure of $104 million, but if you include what they get from their share in the network, it actually comes to $194 million a year, according to this estimate. Uh, this is on in Fangraph. Fangraphs.com is where I found this. So they they um, they make 194 million, which is a hundred. And the Pirates have no ownership in uh, AT and T Sports. None, zero. So they get the 44 million. That's it. The Red Sox get from local TV basically 194 million dollars, which is 150 million dollars more than the Pirates. Baseball players cost money. You got to pay a lot of money to get good players. You got to pay a lot of men, a lot of money to keep the really good players that you develop. The ones that Eckersley was talking about, the Kansas City's doing. Kansas City lost a hundred games two years after they won the World Series because they couldn't keep their players. So that's what happens, and that's how it works. The Red Sox own part of the have a major ownership in the network that carries the games. But here's the here's the uh, the the other ridiculous thing. By doing it that way, by having ownership in the network itself, instead of just taking it like the Pirates do from AT&T, they get a check for $44 million every year. The Red Sox, because it's built into the ownership of the network, they don't have to pay uh, – uh, they don't have to contribute to revenue sharing based on that $194 million that they get uh, in TV. They only have to do revenue sharing – based on the $104 million. So there's $94 million that's not shared with teams like the Pirates who play in markets that can't compete with the Red Sox. So that's how, you know, it's, it's, it's great for the, some of the local media to jump all over what Dennis Eckersley say and talk about what a hero he is for saying and how much guts he had for saying it. But it's all based on stupidity and ignorance. I'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. We're back. 
I don't have. I got nothing left. It's the end of the week. You know what I'm going to do? Let the song rip again. Let's hear. I wish we all could leave California, the Babylon Bee. here and mike adams uh on the other side of the glass did a great job with that and uh mike just so so you know keep that baby handy because we're going to use that and whenever i need it coming out of a stupid california story i'll talk to yins on monday of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow fan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.